Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome in to the Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. Got a great show for you today, folks. Uh, before we get to it, I got to tell you, I saw The Exorcist Believer last night. Let's make it short and sweet. Uh, good premise. Good premise for this movie. I was excited to see this movie before I walked in. I'm a huge fan of The Exorcist films. This one uh, has a good setup when you walk in. Twin possessions. Uh, the possession of the two girls. The fact that two families are affected here and these families aren't getting along as these two girls are possessed. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. is one of the fathers in, in here, the African-American father. And you, he does a very good job in this movie as he is a hard skeptic in this movie. And the other family is the believing family in this this uh movie they're the they're the family that really does uh go to church the 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 hard god-fearing family ellen burston of course is in this movie she returns in this movie does an excellent job in this movie and of course she's kind of estranged from reagan doesn't know where reagan is so i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that and there are some other characters that are brought in as well now the 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 title of the film the exorcist believer really does bring in a theme of, and this isn't really spoiling anything for you. It brings in the theme of we all can be believers and all can help in the exorcism of a demon or the devil or whatever you want to call it. It takes away a little bit, although Catholicism is involved in this movie, it takes away the belief that Catholicism is the only way to get rid of a demon or the devil, which I like. All good premises. There's a lot of good premises in this movie. However, it does fall a little short, unfortunately. There's, there's some stumbling blocks in this movie. With that being said, I did like the movie. With that, as far as, as, far as horror movies go, I'd give this about a three out of five. I'd say you'll be pleased with a matinee. If you pay full price for it, you might be a little disappointed. But I still encourage you to go see the movie. It opens Friday. Again, The Exorcist Believer is in theaters this weekend. Let's get to our program today, shall we? I'm excited for this program uh, today. I got to tell you, folks, it's hard to step into a program and be the, uh, the person who's front and center or to try and quote-unquote fill somebody's shoes. Uh, filling somebody's shoes is not the idea. The idea is to step into a spot 
and to knock it out of the park. And my guest today has stepped into a spot and knocked it out of the park. Cindy Kaza is my guest today. She is the psychic medium who has stepped into the spot at the Dead Files and absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, Cindy Kaza is, of course, a psychic medium that you've known from the Holzer Files, the Ghosts of Devil's Perch, and, of course, is now on Travel Channel's Dead Files. Cindy has been extremely intuitive since very early childhood. At the age of 10, she had her first memorable experience with a spirit. Days after losing a childhood friend in a fatal car accident, Cindy woke up in the middle of the night to see her friend standing next to her bed. At the time, she dismissed this experience and convinced herself that it was just a dream. It wasn't until her early 20s that she realized she was having her psychic and mediumistic experiences all along. Now, during this awakening, she began searching for answers and reasons for her experiences and became aware of her multifaceted abilities as a psychic medium. She began training not only in the United States, but also overseas at the Arthur Finley School of Intuitive Sciences in England. She believes in compassionately sharing her gift with others, also while opening up others to their gifts. Uh, that they too possess, and that everyone is inherently intuitive and able to feel spirit. Let's welcome in, for my first experience with this psychic medium, Cindy Kaza. Hi, Cindy, how are you? Hi, nice to see you. Good to see you. I got to, again, tip my cap to you. I am thoroughly enjoying you on uh, Dead Files, and really, you are a bright, shining star there at Travel Channel. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, it's been a real honor to be invited to be on so many programs for Travel Channel and also an honor to be asked to do Dead Files. Um, it's just like the show's, you know, it's been on forever, 15 seasons. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just like it's been a really fun journey for sure. So thank you. I got to tell you, they, they really threw you into the deep water too uh in these, <laughs> yeah. in these first few episodes uh they the episodes are enjoyable but man have you got some dark cases tell me man I, it's i know it's like you know because like you've seen me in holzer files right and holzer files mm -hmm. wasn't really dark per se like we would encounter some things maybe it's like some spirits that were a little bit pissed off but i right. wouldn't necess necessarily call it like a dark show you know yeah. um you know it was it was an interesting show to be a part of because uh especially as a medium, because Hans Holzer was such a believer in using mediums during paranormal investigations. And honestly, nowadays, that's not as common. It's, it's becoming more common. But, uh, you know, as I stepped into the paranormal field, I kind of noticed that, like, uh, there are a lot of paranormal investigators that don't actually like working with mediums, you know. So um, when I got asked to do Holzer Files, um, it was like such a great opportunity for me because, a, I knew that Hans believed in mediums and I got to go into these locations so many years later to see if what I was getting matched up with the mediums that Hans worked with. And that was really, really fun. And uh, and Dead Files, I mean, yeah, you know, we're dealing with families that have really extreme paranormal activity and are having like experiences that are are to them very terrifying. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, naturally you go in and you're like, I mean, I'm always hoping it's not going to be something crazy you know but yeah. it but it seems like it's been like pretty you know pretty wild it was well filming was pretty wild right and right. you know i i i say this um 
you know, a lot in interviews because I really do believe it. Like most of the time we're not dealing with demonic forces or inhuman forces that uh, I mean, mm-hmm. de- demonic using that word is very dogmatic, right? So when right. we think of demon, we think of the Catholic church, that's the language we use, especially in this culture. You know, if I were in another culture, it might be called something different, but the energy might feel the same. Right. 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 So just to get that out there. But most of the time um, when I encounter these, a- these energies that feel aggressive and angry, it's a spirit that just has a lot of unfinished business that's unhappy Mm -hmm. um and and so it's an opportunity for me to show up and hopefully help the families and the spirits right because i'm working for both dimensions right but uh yeah you're right i got thrown into the fire with some dark cases (laughs) i tell you i and this is where i'm extremely impressed with you uh in the cases you've had this this year, you have had, it seems like, every and any type of dark spirit. And it's true. you've had to sift through every type of spirit and you've had to categorize it. And you've had to do it on the fly because they've all been in one house. It seems like all at one time on, on one <laughs> yeah. or the other case. It's wild. And, you know. The episode that we filmed uh, in California where I was picking up on the 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 land cracked open and something came out of the land. Yes. Honestly, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it wasn't demonic. It wasn't human. It was definitely inhuman. But like, it was so interesting, that case, because before I even got there, I knew in my being I needed to offer tobacco to the land. Right. I knew that I had to ask permission to be on that land and to be doing the work that I was doing on the land. And by the end of the investigation, it was just like such a tricky case, because as a psychic medium medium, and in my opinion, when the land is that angry, uh, good luck. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, really a tricky thing to navigate. And so I'm grateful, you know, cause a lot of people have been commenting like, Oh, well the, you know, the family isn't taking Cindy's advice. They did their own thing. And Hey, I say like, whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you. Like if a family is finding peace at the end, that's all I could ever hope for. And if by me telling them to leave pushes them really hard to seek solutions that they weren't seeking before, good for them, you know? But there have been some challenging cases where, like, like I'm seeing things so clearly, and it's hard when, you know, you're trying to relay this to a family, but I also understand that they have to follow whatever works for them, their belief system, you know? With that case, and, and that was very intriguing, because you're coming into it, you're coming into it cold, you, you get that feeling... Now, I have to ask you, does an elemental automatically feel to you differently, so much differently that you get that automatic feeling that it's tied to the land? Yeah, so I could feel it like elementals to me, like they they have a totally different feeling. It feels like that particular case, super massive energy, like a large, massive energy that came out of the land. So I know it's not demonic. I know it's not alien. I know that it's connected to the land and elemental. Okay. And so um, it's a feeling I can feel it. So sometimes I see, sometimes I feel, sometimes I hear. And in that case, I got it in a few different ways. I got it through automatic writing. I got it through feeling. I got it through clairvoyance. And, um, you know, I think like, it's important for people to also recognize that, and this is my belief system, land, the land, everything has a spirit. Mm-hmm. Trees have a spirit. The ground has a spirit. Water has a spirit. And we forget that sometimes in our culture, like we don't approach the land as having its own spirit and all of the elements. And I right. think that, you know, 
it's something that I hope people can pay more attention to. And it's something that's important in general uh, for people in the world to, to get on board with, because, you know, we walk into, uh, situations all the time not really thinking about the land if that makes sense like yeah. where we build how we how we dispose of our garbage like water all of the things and the land is going to get pissed off this is a reality right. if you look at indigenous peoples they talk about this all the time well i have friends that are that are native american and i have friends that are shaman and they they make offerings all the time and and so when i saw you pull out tobacco i mean wait a minute how does how does Cindy have the, the, the instinct to know to offer tobacco? Is that something you've done before as a practicing medium? And do you keep it on you? I, I'm just yeah, curious. I do. Like for paranormal investigations, if I know, like, for example, when I'm filming, mm -hmm. um, I always have tobacco handy in case I need to use it. Okay. And I've also learned from the Native Americans. I spend time in upstate New York uh, and I've, you know, travel the world learning from different indigenous healers and, and indigenous peoples. And so I've really grown more um, or I become more aware of the power that the land has, the spirit of the land and also the importance of respecting the land mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it gets overlooked a lot of time in paranormal invest investigations, yes. just the respect of the land, yes. you know, and, yeah. and making an offering. Yeah. It was, it was just such a, it, I, I don't know how to put it other uh, Cindy other than such a smart investigation because there were so many layers and facets to that investigation there in California that it had to be it had to be peeled away like an onion there are just so many layers to that that it, man it just this this season this half season for you has been so challenging that mm -hmm. I don't know that there are very many mediums that would have been able to cleave their way through this. I think uh, there are quite a few that probably would have thrown up their hands and just walked away. I don't know. I mean, I hope not. Maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. But, you know, because here's the thing. Um, here's the thing, Tim. It's like paranormal investigations. This is I teach mediumship a lot. I love teaching mediumship mm -hmm. and I, I teach paranormal investigation to uh, mediums because what a lot of mediums I think don't understand, at least mediums that have trained the same way that I have. So I trained with the spiritualists uh, and I spent a lot of time in the UK and spiritualism is an organized religion. It's not, it's not my religion, mm -hmm. but the mediumship training is like probably the best in the world. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we're, we're trained in that particular way, and I know a lot of mediums that have been, um, there aren't a lot of mediums trained that way that do paranormal investigations because a lot of spiritualists don't, believe that anything dark exists right and right. so for a right so for a while i was like oh i guess nothing dark exists and then i started traveling again to different cultures and to different you know different countries and i'm like no like there's something here like you know i i was living in love like unicorns and rainbows but there's a lot more to the story than this right mm -hmm. and so a lot of the students that I'm teaching now uh are now just becoming more aware of the idea that yes there can be lightness and dark it doesn't have to be evil it's all part of the oneness it all exists we all we all have a shadow aspect of ourselves therefore it's not surprising that there's you know a shadow aspect in the spiritual world as well and i believe that when i'm encountering um you know these negative aspects of a spirit uh, I believe I'm encountering a fragmented aspect of the spirit, because if you look at uh, people that have had near death experiences, right, they're able to be in many different places all at the same time. Mm 
And if you can view the spirit world that way, well, then it doesn't make sense that there's the entirety of a soul trapped in one location. And so then we have to ask ourselves the question, why am I encountering this aspect of this soul? Like where there could be another aspect somewhere else communicating with another medium. Right. So, right. So then, okay, I'm going, let's just use the California episode for an example. I'm going in and I'm feeling the fragmented, traumatized aspect of the woman who lived there, who was looking for her daughter, Mary. Like when she was living at that house, she was depressed. She had grief. Her daughter had died. She couldn't go back to Poland. And so pieces can fragment off and stay. And those aspects of the soul need healing. Right. Yes. And so we have to figure out like which which aspect of the haunting. And this is what I tell my students. Paranormal investigation is actually more complicated than just getting up and doing a a gallery reading or bringing through family, people's loved ones who have died, because we have to look at the land. We have to look at who's in the house from the spirit world. We have to look at how the spirit world is affecting the people in the living. And then we have to figure out how to fix it if we can fix it at all. Uh And so you're really peeling back, as you said, the layers of the onion and trying to understand like what is really causing the chaos in the house? Because a lot of times there are many things that are contributing to haunting, including and often somebody in the house that's very open to the spirit world and is unaware of their ability or they've, uh, you know, pushed it aside for many years. They don't want to deal with it. And mediums are like a lighthouse in the middle of the ocean so if you're a medium and your lighthouse is shining bright you better believe they're going to be spirits all around <laughs> you oh, know sure. and so it's yeah. like yeah. yeah 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 so i don't know i have a little add i went off on a tangent but no, the no, point no. is right peeling back the layers and trying to figure out what's really happening that brings me to an interesting point that you you started to go into but but i i want to flush it out a little bit more and that's this you started to you you started to point out when a, a medium is being trained, they're love light and unicorns, and there are still a lot that reside in that land. Now, is it a matter of denial that they choose not to see the darker side, or is it part of the training that they reside on a certain plane and choose not to get down into the deeper, darker realm? What is it that they don't see that deeper, darker realm initially? You know, that's a really excellent question, Tim, and I don't really have all the answers for it. Uh, I would be arrogant to make a blanket statement about why certain people don't experience these energies. But, you know, what I believe is it's something like this. Let me give you this example. Okay. So if you're a working medium and you are afraid to feel or see the scene of somebody on the other side who had died uh, by murder, Mm-hmm. right? Whose life had been taken from them. If that's something even unconsciously you're, you're afraid to experience the spirit world, the people on the other side are going to know like, well, this person isn't even going to listen to my story. They're going to push me away because they're going to be afraid of what they're seeing. So why would I go talk to that medium? Okay. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, so, so when I began my journey as a medium doing readings, I was a little bit afraid of this energy. So it was bringing through a lot of like, you know, grandparents and, you know, parents and love light unicorns and rainbows. And then when I became less afraid, then I'm getting murders, then I'm getting suicides, then I'm getting drug overdoses, then I'm getting children who have died, right? But I had to be right with myself enough to allow those energies to come in to relay the messages to the people in the living. So you have to work that muscle and you have to be strong enough in order to take the good with the bad. 
And, you know, some mediums come in and they see that stuff naturally. Like they see that that's something that's always happened to them. Right. But I've, it's just kind of an interesting unfolding of my mediumship over time. Uh, It's been interesting to look back and say, wow, I've really changed. But I'll tell you the other thing, Tim, is that, uh, and I teach this to all my students that um, we as mediums have to be willing to look at our own shadows and look at our own triggers and our own traumas and, and acknowledge them and sort through that stuff if we want to be the best mediums that we can be. Because if we're triggered by a spirit, we're not going to be able to be an objective observer long enough to give the message that that needs to be given. So this is the example I use. If you grew up with an alcoholic father who was super abusive and he tore the family apart, and then you encounter on the other side an alcoholic father It will be hard for you to know whether or not you're projecting your own story into the reading or not, because you have that experience that has not been healed. And you can't give an impartial message if you're putting your own message over the top. It's very, very important for people to to really acknowledge uh, that that part of mediumship. And I wish somebody had told me that uh, when I first started doing mediumship and it took me time and it took me, you know, uh, I've been doing a lot of shadow, shadow work. Let's see, like shadow is not bad. Let's everybody has a shadow. And I think in our culture, we're, we're taught to avoid the shadow. We're taught to pretend it doesn't exist. If we look at our shadows, then there's shame and guilt involved and unfortunately that's that that, that's doing us a disservice as a as a culture but also mediums uh you know also also need to remember that and look into those things yeah very interesting well i Mm -hmm. know this much you're 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 getting dead on results as a as a result on on the season this year and Man, I mean, some of the stuff I, I got to ask you this, and maybe we should we should take our break here, and we'll ask the question: Are you getting the reaction out of Mister Deshavi that that you <laughs> thought you would get? I want you to hold that answer for when we come back. Let's take our break early. When we come back, we'll we'll ask more questions of Cindy as of. Uh, the reaction from her co-host as to uh, what's been going on and maybe some of the things uh, from behind the scenes that maybe have even stunned Cindy about what she's found uh, as far as her results from these investigations. We're talking to Cindy Kaza, uh, the new co-host of uh, Dead Files, and we're, we're going to talk more about the Dead Files, and we'll even maybe talk about some of the episodes you haven't seen yet. We won't talk much. We no spoilers, of course, but there's three more episodes. In fact, one of them, as we're taping, is going to air tonight. Uh, this, this show airs Thursday, October 5th, and uh, there's a new episode airing tonight, Burning Hatred, which uh, has to do with a childhood home of a lady who's uh, always giving her an unsettling feeling, but it never reaches the point where she gets too concerned for anyone's safety. However, things have taken a dangerous turn. So that lady's name is Paula. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later in the episode. So more with Cindy Kaza when we come back. We'll be talking about The Dead Files. And has Steve Deshavi had an open jaw at some of the things that Cindy's found? We'll talk about that when we come back next here on the Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ch 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Best in Paranormal Podcasting. This is Darkness Radio. I'm your host, Tim Dennis. Our guest is medium and psychic Cindy Kaza, the new co-host of Dead Files on the Travel Channel. Uh, One of the things we should mention, Cindy, uh, people that are maybe experiencing an extreme haunting in their home that may need help, they can go to travelchannel.com slash deadfiles. They can click on help me uh, right there with the dead files and can submit their case for help. Um, also, I haven't mentioned as well, if you want to see the episodes on demand, they can go to Max, which all the, the episodes are on demand. They're at Max if they want to uh, see those episodes. Um, Cindy, I got to ask, because I, I, I see the reaction of Mr. Deshavi on uh, Steve Deshavi on Dead Files, and it looks like he's pretty impressed with what you're mm-hmm. doing uh, on, on camera what is his reaction off camera? I got to imagine he's pretty impressed. I mean, look, I, he's such a great guy. I love Steve. He's like my big brother, you know, uh, I've really enjoyed working with him. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's hard for me to like talk about myself that way, but I, you know, I'm glad that I'm getting evidence that works for, for the cases that make sense. And, and, I think people know this, but if you don't know, like Steve and I don't talk before the reveal. So, yeah, I'm hearing what he got at the same time as he's hearing what, what I got during the investigation. So there are times when I'm even like, wow, that's crazy. Like, you know, I'm like, and I'm always in awe of the fact that this is even happening at all. So (laughs) my husband says to me, he's like, why do you, why are you so surprised when you get something right? He's like, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I think I'm just like, just constantly in awe of the fact that we're having these experiences. And I think that that just keeps me, um, it's almost like being a kid, you know, I'm just like excited about what's happening. Uh, but you know, I, yeah, I think Steve and I have both, um, 
you know, had some some really interesting reveals and, and it's been fun. I mean, the butcher episode, that was when I was yeah. like, wow, this is like, I can't even, it's crazy, you know? And so, yeah, no, it's fun working with him. I love him. He's a super nice guy. Um, he really cares uh, when he's talking to the families and he really tries to um, get to the bottom of what's going on. You know, he asks really good questions. So yeah. I, it's a joy to work with him. Yeah. Well, he's an incredible investigator. He really is. Yeah. And, and I think some of the, the stories you've had so far have been uh, some of the circumstances have been so out of control. I mean, let's face yeah. it that if you were to tell any normal human being walk into their house, I mean, let's just use one for example. There's a serial killer that's trying to use your son. <laughs> so messed up. To, I know, you know, eventually wants to walk into your son's body and <clears throat> use him to continue his killing spree. Uh, just, I mean, to say that to any normal human being, would drive them to the edge of insanity. Just that one detail. Then there's other things going on in the background, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And, you know, it's hard for me to give those messages. I'm like, oh, I, like, it's so hard for me to say, like, this is literally what I saw because I'm so careful, um, I guess, uh, about how my words can influence or affect other people, mm -hmm. you know, but then I also have to be honest with what I'm receiving because they've called us in to investigate their homes to see what's going on because they're having a really difficult time. So there's just like this, this piece where it's like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to tell this family to move out of their homes or that a serial killer spirit is in the home. Like it's really difficult for me as a medium to, to have to deliver those messages. I don't take it lightly is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know? And there's been what? There's been two families now this so far this season that's aired that you've you've told them you should probably move out of their home and they've agreed. Now that's yeah. not that's not an easy thing. Well, no, they didn't agree. They agreed and then they didn't move out. Oh, and so they, they didn't move out. Okay. So yeah. and that's okay. Look, like like I was saying before, um, and there are things that people don't just to, you know, before I say what I'm going to say sure. before that, it's important for people to know that there are a lot of things that are said in a reveal between me and Steve and the families that don't make it on camera. Okay. Uh, you know, cause the interview, the reveal is, is like longer than what you're seeing because mm -hmm. there's only a limited amount of time for a television program, right? Like right. the investigation, my walkthrough is longer than what people are seeing. That's just how it goes with television. But before I give those messages uh, to move out of the house, I really take the time to make sure that other things have been exhausted. Like there, the family that was in, uh, I think it was in, te was it Texas? The first, it was, yeah, it was the episode that was tagged onto the end of Amy's episodes, right? Uh -huh. yep. So that family had already called in a priest to bless the house and it made the activity worse. Yeah. So I knew that. So when I asked them to leave, uh, I, I had that in mind because I knew that they had already tried, you yeah. know, yeah. and the family in California with the land, uh, what people don't know is there are other people in that area that also had cancer that were getting sick. They had the land, the ground tested to make sure there wasn't something in the ground that was making people sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like all this other stuff that's in there that people don't see. So the last thing I want to do is tell somebody to leave their home because that is not an easy thing to do, right? It sounds a little bit insane. You're like, yeah, move out. <laughs> you know, it's not easy for people to do. Was the, the family in Tucson? Uh, were the, Tucson, it was Arizona. Yeah, it was Arizona. Tucson, sorry, Arizona. it wasn't Texas. It right. was Tucson, right. yeah. Yeah, and, and with that case, th that, I mean, you're talking about a, a, a man who had his, his, his father handed that 
that home down. It right? came down. Yep. And then like the, there. So what was also crazy about that case is so their son had been in a car accident. Right. Yes, but yeah. then there's yep. a, like other car accidents that had happened or people had died and from, you know, and that were connected to the house. It was like all these things seem to be like just continuing from each family that moved in, like whether it be financial ruin, car accidents, yes. uh, depression. And if you look at the case, um, the previous owners, the two previous owners had those experiences too. And then the, the, yeah. the family there was having those experiences as well. And you're like, what do you do? And then how do you sell the house to somebody else in good conscience? So right. that's tricky too. Right. Right. And, and, and pass those problems on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, to me, it's almost unconscionable, but I, I, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, and you could tell the, the man in Tucson was, was devastated, but understood, you know, he, mm -hmm. he understood at the, at that time, at the time of the reveal, I'm not talking about afterwards, but just during the yeah. reveal, the woman looks almost, uh, she wanted to move yeah, out. She's she like, was Please relieved. Tell me to move out. I want to get yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's relieved. She's like, thank God you guys came along. Um, uh, yeah. And, and, and the, the emotion just on the faces was, was something to see. Um, and, and it's that moment in the reveal. I, I don't think there's any more emotive reveal in the history of paranormal television. I don't think you, you get a more emotive reveal than on Dead Files. Um, and I, I just it's, think it's, yeah. I just think it's the, the nature of the program, really. Mm -hmm. And you know what I've also found, Tim? It's like, even if if somebody doesn't move out, even if they don't take the, the exact advice I give them, that's actually okay with me. Like everybody has to decide what they want to do for themselves with, with that. What's in alignment with their belief system. But, um, just simply showing up and telling a family, I see what you feel. I see what you're experiencing. You are not crazy to validate them and their experience experiences is deeply healing because these a lot of people have experiences all the time and they don't know who to talk to about it. They feel like they're losing their minds. They're afraid to say anything because people will think they're crazy. And so to just be able to show up and validate a family and say, I see what you're going through. I see it. I saw it too. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, that's enough, right? Cause that that's helping somebody. Mm -hmm. And I would always hope that a family can find peace in their home. Like I've said that a million times, but that's the reality. Like, like that's all I hope for. And I, I feel so honored to be able to sit with these families and, and talk to them about what's happening. Yeah. I hear you. What is the hardest thing, especially this season, what's been the hardest thing psychically for you to make contact with? What's the thing that it's, it's got not only that ick factor, but you're like, you know, if I never had to make contact with anything like that again, it would be too soon. Oh, gosh, that is a tough question. Oh, my gosh. I don't know, Tim. That's a tough one. I have to really think about that. So, um, oh, my God. I think, again, like going back to, to land and the connection to elementals and how the land affects the hauntings, like that's something that I, I am actually um, – excited to to learn more about and to dive into in a in a in a deeper way right because mm -hmm. i think that at the end of the day um 
the land and the land spirits, uh, they have a lot of power and they contribute to a lot of hauntings. And, you know, I've seen um, in investigations, like even water, you know, and we know that water is a conduit. It can, it yeah. can, you know, really attract in or hold in, in energy and paranormal activity. But like even looking at when people build their house, if it's on top of these little pockets of water, how that can contribute portals, things like that. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in the beginning of my deep exploration of all those things. I mean, I know about it, I've studied it, but there's so much more to it than I think I'm even aware of. Like I've, I, I'm excited to grow in that space. You know, I had an interesting thought and, and I don't know if this would pertain to that particular elemental in that house, that, that, that elemental sat up in the attic and mm -hmm. I know John Zaffis has always said that running water will bind any evil spirit or any evil spirit that's contained in something like a doll or something like that, something that's contained in an object. But um, would there be a way to contain that elemental, like, say, up in that attic, if you had some sort of running fountain or something underneath it running water to i mean that it? is a really good question and i don't know because elementals are so powerful and they're massive and they can move quickly and i mean it's like again like that is where i think as a medium uh i i really am interested in exploring more and really learning more about about those types of hauntings, you know? Yeah. Um, but maybe, but but I don't know. I mean, because if you're dealing with an elemental and then you add water to it, I, I don't know. I don't know. Or, or could anything like a river or anything like that cancel out that elemental? Or is that elemental just too powerful? Or is that something that we aren't meant to know? I mean, I particular, particularly don't know at this point in my development as a medium, but I'm sure that there, look, if you talk to people that are really connected to the land and to the elements and to, to water and earth and fire and wind and ether, right? Mm -hmm. Like they'll probably have a much better understanding of what to do. I'm sure that there is some sort of a solution, but my understanding now elementals are massive and powerful and hard to contain. Okay. Okay. What was more of an ick factor to grab onto the serial killer with the inappropriate touching oh my god or i'm trying to think of the other one that that uh, you came across or the um there was one with the, the paranormal investigator where he said he had had the experience with the i'm trying to remember he said something about there was a there was a hell experience, but, but w there was. Oh, Job, that was from the Colorado episode. Yeah. He was having having really bad nightmares of, excuse me, of like being thrown into hellfire and going to a really dark place. Wasn't um, there a black mass or something like that? There was something going on in that house as well. Yeah, that house was crazy, too. There was the, the guy that. Um, Gosh, there's like so many cases. And like, I just watched that one. So there was the kids that were super open. The daughter was yes. very, very psychic. And she literally had like a line of spirits standing outside of her home. So what was more of a creep factor to you? The fact that there were that many spirits lined up to want to talk to that little girl or the serial killer who wanted to get at the little boy? Serial killer, for sure. Yeah. I mean, serial killer. Come on, like... It's like, oh, I think I think I encountered two killers this season, like two murderers. Right. And I mean, it's like 
that energy still, when I see it, I'm like, oh, this is really bad, right? Like this, this, this person did really terrible things and they are in this house, you know, and look, children are super open. Um, and so I, I can relate to this little girl because as a kid, I was having these experiences too. And I can imagine that's probably what my door looked like too, a line of spirits hanging outside of the door. And for kids, they just don't, a lot of times they don't know what's really happening. They don't understand that they're that open and then they can have mood swings. They can feel anxious. Um, they can see spirits and, and they don't know what to do about it. It's terrifying. So, I mean, both of the things, both the situations, serial killer, yes, but also the, the, the children who are that open. I mean, it's really important, I think, as a medium to to tell the family that they need to help their child find a way to deal with these spirits. And I think what was complicated about that case in Colorado is that, um, they, the, the family, they were paranormal investigators. So yes, they were bringing yeah. spirits into the house with a kid that's super open on top of having a deep haunting already. So they have to actually maintain their house because they still do these investigations and they still can bring stuff home with them. That brings up a really interesting question here, and that's this. There's, there are a lot of paranormal investigators that listen to podcasts like this one, and they think they're going out and they're doing good, um, even though some of them are, are hobbyists. Let's face it. They, they just go to uh, buildings on the weekends to have fun and, and get their thrills. There are others that, that go out and try to do good things and, and help families. Either way, they are dabbling. And, and dabbling maybe in a field that they shouldn't be. Let's, let's face it. Some of them are, are maybe doing more harm than good. Is, do you consider that episode to be a warning to those, to those people that, that maybe they're, they're messing in an area they shouldn't be? Well, I think it's, 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 it's more important that people check their intentions when they're going into an investigation. Because this is what I also teach my students. Like, what is your intention going into an investigation? If your intention is to be like, oh, this is fun. Look what I captured on my EVP. Oh, my gosh, I saw a ghost. Something moved. While those experiences are, like, thrilling and exciting because you're having, uh, you're having, you know, a, a connection with the afterlife. Like, that's amazing within itself. But there's a lot more to it than that because we have to remember that we're dealing with these aspects of these souls that still probably have some unfinished business or have a story to tell mm -hmm. and to be aware of, of that piece of it, because I've seen paranormal investigators and mediums um, go to a location, just be like, look what I got, look what I got. It's like, well, okay, great. You got that. But what else, what next, you know? Um, so it's, it's just about having respect because I can, I understand all sides of it. I understand all sides of it. But also, um, you know, being aware of the, the fact that we can, you know, have these energies that kind of stick to our auras, they can affect us and to have a maintenance plan. So my maintenance plan is this, like, if I get off of an investigation, and I feel off, I'm like, Ooh, my energy is off. I don't feel right. I have a friend that I called that does energy clearing. She's amazing. And I call her, I'm like, Becca, I need a session right now. She gets in there and helps me out. Okay. But I know now I'm aware of that. So again, it's like, I just would like to remind people to, to check their intentions before going into any investigation, go have fun, do your investigation, but at least thank the spirits, be kind to the spirits, 
you know, don't scream at them to come out and, and, you know, like be aware that we're dealing with aspects of the soul of a human, you know, or inhuman. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. this may seem like an odd statement slash question, but was there more to Joe than what we saw on camera? It seemed like he was hiding for lack of a better term. He, when he would speak to you guys, like when he would talk about his cousin, he would say, no, no, but he was a really good guy. He'd give you the shirt off his back. And it seemed like he was hiding in plain sight. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, Joe. Oh, his cousin that got killed. Yeah. Got murdered. When like, he'd say, well, but I'm a paranormal investigator. Well, but you know, I do this. Well, but I do that. It seemed like he had more cards to show that he wasn't showing the cameras that he wasn't showing you guys. Um, was there more to the story there that the, the reason there was a haunting in his house, maybe there was more to the story that, that he didn't want to show you? Like maybe there was more, I don't want to say occult activity going on, but maybe they were dabbling a little bit more in spirits than what we know. Well, look, I mean, he was very open with, with the fact that he's a professional paranormal investigator, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think he was, I don't think he was hiding anything. I think maybe what it could have been was, um, when you present something with somebody with information that makes them have to look at how their actions may be contributing in a larger way to what's going on in the home, it's a little bit like, oh no, I am accountable for some of what's happening and I need to really sit with that, you know? And and in his defense and the family's defense, like it's a lot coming at them in the reveal because they don't know what I'm gonna say to them until the cameras are rolling. Sure. And so they have to take all of that in. Um, super sweet family, like mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. nice people. But yeah, no, I think it's more of like part being a little bit shocked about what Steve and I are sharing with him, but then also having to look at, Oh man, like maybe I'm not helping this by doing what I do for a living. And maybe I need to rethink about uh, rethink uh, how I'm contributing to the activity and about the kids, you know, cause the kids are being affected. Right. Right. Yeah. No, not only that, but I'll tell you why I think this Cindy, or, or why it's hitting me like this. And it hit me like this watching the episode. So I'm watching the episode and it's, well, there's, you know, there's a line of spirits lined up to, to, see the kid and i've got all this activity going on and sure the cousin is around and you as you mentioned the cousin's happy he's he's on the other side he's Mm -hmm. fine and when you smell the cigarette smoke he's just letting you know he's there he's fine he's Mm -hmm. he's crossed over Mm -hmm. everything's fine um but then all of a sudden it's well i have this hell experience and this and that and i'm like whoa 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 we just went from zero to ten and in in you know four zero to fifty in four seconds i mean i mean we hit we you know we we hit a a really fast speed here where does hell come from you know yeah you know again again tim like what i didn't experience anything demonic in that house which is why i didn't recommend that they call a priest because that's that was not what i was sensing right but look like I mean, I don't know. I, I can't speak for somebody else. But when, when when people are really focused on like that negative kind of attachment or these energies being demonic, it can create its own kind of mm, thing, like right. And if if you go demonic very quickly, and this is what a lot of people do sometimes, is that they they feel these energies that feel really scary and dark and aggressive, and they immediately think demon, mm-hmm. and it's actually n- not demonic. Right. Right. So maybe he is having dreams of hellfire. I, I believe him when he says that, but I personally didn't feel a demon there. So 
I don't know what to say. I well, don't. I want to speak for somebody else. Steve, yeah. Steve brought up something interesting. You know, he, he talks about medication that you would take before you go to sleep. The other thing he didn't quite bring up to him, or he it, at least it wasn't shown on camera. And this is why the, the reason why I ask is: Is there more to the story? He doesn't ask him if he feels guilty about what he's doing. Like maybe he's bringing something into the home that he's feeling guilty about, or he's exposing his kids to something that maybe they're not quite ready for yet. Mm-hmm. And I think Job actually did acknowledge that and feel he did later. Re- he, yeah, yeah, he he did. Yeah. So it's it's complicated, right? Because it's like. Look again, back to, I've said this a few times, everybody has to do what's right for them. And this has nothing to do with Job necessarily, but I've done investigate investigations where people don't really want the activity to be removed because they like having the experiences, even yeah. if they feel scary, they still are getting something out of, of the ex- connection to the spirit world. And there are people that are afraid that if the activity is removed, that their connection to the spirit world will also be removed. And in my uh, experience, that's not the case. If you're tapped in and you can see spirits, whether they're dark or light or aggressive or happy, you can feel spirits. So there's some like attachment that people have to paranormal activity. I mean, I really have found that several times where you go in, you're like, this is what I recommend. Like if you want these spirits out of here and there are some people that say, well, I don't really want them out of here. I don't know if I do or maybe some of them, not all of them. And, you know, there are like locations where the owners of the property will say, do not remove any of the spirits here. We don't want you doing a clearing. That's correct. I've seen that several times where because their business uh, revolves around people doing paranormal investigations, they will tell you not to remove the activity. That is nuts. It happens. It happens. Right. And so then as a medium, it's complicated because you're like, well, the spirit is talking to me about all of these things and wants me to tell the story so it can find peace. And then you have the owners of the property saying, don't don't clear the house. What do you do as a medium? It's like a little bit of a, it's ethically confusing as a medium, right? right You're like, hmm. right. <laughs> who am I working for here? Right. You know? Well, you, you want to do what's right. I mean, you want to, yeah. you want to help the spirit. I mean, business be damned. I mean, you can always find something else to sell, can't you? I mean, <laughs> you would think, I mean, it's just interesting. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing uh, in, in paranormal investigations. I mean, I've experienced it several times, several times. That's so I also, I also wonder sometimes again like if people they they become attached to their connection to the spirit world Mm -hmm. and it's hard for them to let go of that because they're afraid that that it won't come back that there won't be another opportunity and it's not true yeah that's that's not true at all i have to ask you and i'm trying to remember which episode it is i think it let me see is it the it might, it might be the the episode 10, the shadow. No, it's not episode 10. Um, it's it's the one where the, is it John in Arizona who's who shook off the ladder? No, oh, oh, no, it's not oh John. yeah, it's not, that was crazy. That was, in, I get, I get all the cities confused, but that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the one where the, that was the one where the butcher was. That was the, the butcher. butcher. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So when we talk about poltergeist activity or you talk about activity where, where things are happening physically, that is some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You, you, I've got to ask you, Cindy, have you ever seen anything that physical in your life where someone is shook off a ladder 
I mean, to that extreme where a ladder is kicked out like that. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. No, and and really looking at that footage, you're, it's just so uncomfortable to watch because he was really injured. I mean, he yeah. had like a brain injury. His neck was injured, you know? And again, it's like that would not be the first, like, I wouldn't want to go to paranormal activity first because I'd be like, well, what else could have happened there? But when you watch that clip, you're like, that is crazy. And I just was in your house and saw all of these other things, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, no, that was an extreme, very extreme case. Yeah. He talked, he talked about a broken L5. I have an L5 injury, which is a low back injury and lower back. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did that six years ago and I'm still suffering with it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's a painful injury, it, and it's hard mm-hmm. to get rid of because that's the fulcrum of all your weight is right there on the yeah. L five. Yeah, um, it, it's I and I couldn't imagine when when it was shown a couple of times, I cringed each time I looked at it. It it, but to think that that's one spirit that's trying to take over your spot in the house, or it's you know it's basically you know it's going after your daughter. Um, potentially your wife and wants you out of the way. I mean, that, that's, that's hard to comprehend. Yeah, it is hard to comprehend. Look, it's hard. It's like sometimes, honestly, Tim, when I'm saying these things, I'm like, this sounds totally insane, but this is like, I am seeing so much in this house. Like I, you know, so it is hard to comprehend, but the spirit world, like yeah, they have, they have its energy. They have power. I mean, there's so many accounts of people being pushed and shoved and like dragged and all of those things, you know? And it's like, there's a lot that we don't understand. Uh, like, I think that the more I learn, the less that I know, but I know that the the power of the spirit world is incredible and intense. I got to tell you, I, I haven't, I, up until watching this half season of dead files, I had never contemplated or thought it over in my mind or even put it in my lexicon of a serial killer haunting a private residence. It had never, it had never run through my brain, but I mean, that's not a common thing, right? Because now, now I, if a, a, a viewer of of dead files is now probably sitting there not like me i mean now i'm sitting there going well could i have a serial killer in my yeah. house i mean but but I, you shouldn't be thinking that way right i mean that shouldn't be a normal no thought. i wouldn't i wouldn't go about your day thinking a serial killer is haunting me like that is just don't live your lives that way anybody right but look like the reality is, um, and again, you know, the daughter was super open, uh, didn't realize how open that she is, right, was in denial about her abilities. Um, and, and in that sense, and especially if you have an opening, like a portal or something, look, it's like, that's like a, a, a train station for the dead, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a, it's so it, it's, it's interesting that that happens, but it's possible that that happens. Right. And it's really hard to wrap your head around. It's tricky. Like what the hell is going on? How did this happen? You know, I'll tell you what got me thinking about that. Cindy is, is we had Jess Lurie on the show on true crime Tuesday a week ago. And she she wrote the, she's, she's written a, a couple of really good books and, and we were sitting here talking and she said, she's she's a native of minnesota here and she said do you realize that there is a nursing home for serial killers in faribault minnesota 
No, ah, uh, there is. Yes. No way. Yes. How it's, many serial killers are in Minnesota? Right, right. But they're, they they come from all around the nation, and they they there's a a it's a it's it's not even it's it's not maximum security, but it's the next step down. And they're immobile, so they, they they don't really move. I mean, it's not like they can move around, but but they're they're behind bars, and it's a nursing home for serial killers. Now this blows my mind, right? I I I mean, there, how many serial? I mean, look, like there's a that's crazy. That's terrifying. I know, too. right? I'm I'm done for the day. I'm done for the day. The minute <laughs> she says this, I can't. I I mean, the interview's pretty much over at that point. I mean, I can't manifest another thought, another question, nothing, right? So, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, well, first of all. Do family even come visit them? <laughs> that's that's the only other thing that comes through my head. But then what happens when they pass? That's the other thing that goes through my head. Do they haunt the nursing home? The, the other thought was, would you really even want to be a nurse there? Um, but then what happens when they pass? Do they haunt that or do they go back to where they were? But now you just aired a couple of episodes where there's serial killers in people's houses. <laughs> And now I'm like, well, geez, they don't even. I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny, but it's like, look, like again, back to the soul being able to be in several different places simultaneously, right? And in both in both of those uh, locations, um, you know, the 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 killers lived right around there. They were there, and again, back to a medium is like a lighthouse in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, think about that, right? Right. So if you have- and then sometimes I wonder, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if the serial killer also knew that I was showing up and they're like, we're going to go there now, too. You know what I mean? Because I talked to them, too. OK, so then are you afraid that this serial killer, you're in direct contact with him? Are you afraid he tries to follow you home? Oh, you know, I've had to let go of those fears because um I wouldn't be able to do my job if I had to think about that all the time and be like, Oh, what if it follows me home? Because look, the reality is spirits are around us all the time everywhere. Right. I'm sure there's a murderer around me right now. I'm just saying in general, if you think about the vastness of the spirit world that I'm a medium, they are always around us. So I just have accepted that aspect of my work. I can't live in fear and always be afraid that something's following me home, which is why I have a maintenance program where I get energy clearing. Okay. You know, like yeah. that's like, I can't live in that space. How would I function? It'd be way too confusing and hard and scary. True. True. So what percentage do you think of these spirits and even these not so good spirits actually have some sort of poltergeist type power with like the like the one that that moved the ladder do they actually have that type of ability where they could reach out and try and hurt you well look like poltergeist activity uh it, it requires a couple things to be going on at the same time this is my opinion right it's okay. not just the spirit like i feel like there's usually some other like land force or somebody that's open or fighting in the family something else that's contributing to that that type of activity okay um but does do spirits in general have power yes i mean look how many accounts of there are people saying i saw a chair move across the floor uh, i got yanked out of my bed my leg got pulled in the middle of the night i got pushed i mean these things have been happening forever you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so it's just showing yes those spirits do have power they do have power 
you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, but it's, it's not fun to think about those things, you know, and I don't like thinking about them either, but it's the reality of, of the energy of the spirit world and millions of people have had, had encounters like that, you know? So is there something to be said for uh, using some sort of protection, whether it be a religious amulet or, or some sort of uh, belief totem or something like that? If, if we just do that to, to ward off whatever we think is around us? You know, I think you have to choose something that's in alignment, again, with your belief system. Otherwise, how is it going to work? It's like, if you don't believe in using an amulet, then what's the point? You're like, find something that works for you. Uh, I personally don't go into investigations um, in fear because that's not an effective way to show up as a medium. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to try to show up uh, as neutral as possible. I'm sorry, we froze for a second there. Go ahead. You know, I wanted to just add something in about murderers, serial killers, people that have harmed people when they were alive. Um, Going back to what we were talking about before, about traumas and triggers and shadow work, you know, it's also important to look at, even though it's hard, at Mm -hmm. these souls as also having trauma. Because... They're people too. They, they look, the, I think the saying is psychopaths are born, sociopaths are made or created. Okay. So if you're dealing with somebody who's a sociopath, it's probably safe to assume that they have had extreme trauma in their lives. Something bad has happened to them. Uh, and to, to be able to try to show up and look at that aspect of that soul, um, because there's a reason, reason that the fragment of that soul is still lingering around. It's a traumatized piece. And it's really easy for us to like, like look at those souls and say, you're evil, you're horrible. I hate you. Get away from me. You did bad things. But at the end of the day, what they actually need is compassion. And it's easy to forget that when you're walking into a house, seeing how the activity is affecting the people that live there. But I have to remind myself of of that piece too and say, you know, yeah, I don't like what this person did when they were alive. It's actually really disturbing. It's, it's awful. Um, but how can I actually look at this soul as a human being and not an animal and what happened to them when they were alive? And and just to tie on the Ed Gein uh, uh, shock doc that I did with Steve Shippey, right? This is is an interesting example. So we had to go investigate Ed Gein. And for me, it was particularly interesting because I sensed Ed Gein. I know what he did. He did really scary, terrible things. Like look how many horror movies have been created. Um, from his what he did right he had a nipple belt (laughs) you know i mean it's like horrifying it's horrifying you know it's hard to even imagine that somebody could do something like that it's like you know but when i got to the investigation i felt his mother i was like oh wow oh my gosh ed gein when he grew up it was awful like his mom was really mentally ill traumatized him like the the, it was an awful environment for him to grow up in you know and looking at how you know, how things pass down in a lineage. It doesn't usually start with the the murderer. It comes from somewhere else. Uh, Unless you're a psychopath, I'd say maybe, you know, you're born that way, your wiring is off. It's just, you you don't have the ability at all to experience uh, empathy or remorse, or you don't understand the idea of consequence. Um, It's just like you come in with a different brain, you know? But again, I know it's hard, but saying, man, how difficult to be, to come in in a lifetime that way with the inability to feel that nobody would choose that, you know, I guess they're not aware of it, but again, like, you know where I'm going with it. It's like the trying to look at things from, 
from a little bit uh, from a deeper deeper level than just saying serial killer you're terrible murderer you're an awful person like what happened saying what happened to you what happened to you that made you this way i have a question for you because my my co-host um we, we were talking about Ed Gein. He's from Wisconsin, and his yeah. his uh, his father was actually the CEO for uh, Jeffrey Dahmer before Dahmer died. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And uh, he comes from an interesting background. Um, and he, so he's he's grown up hearing stories of of day to day stories of Jeffrey Dahmer, um, but took an, a particular interest in in Ed Gein as well. And there was a psychologist who came up with a theory, and I'm wondering, because psychically you've reached out and and mm -hmm. gotten a feeling for Ed Gein. So I'm wondering if you can respond to what this particular therapist, and I'm just paraphrasing here, this particular therapist surmised that Ed Gein, for what he did, especially with the, the female bodysuit, when he carved up the yeah. female bodysuit and wore it, he surmised that Ed Gein had done that because secretly he had been browbeat by his mother. And he really, in, back in that day, wanted to become trans. He, he wanted to become a woman, but his mother would never have let him do that. And that was not a thing then. Mm -hmm. But if he had lived in this day and time, would have changed his, his sex. He would have changed his gender. Um. Did you feel when you reached out to him that that would have that simply would have been it that he would have never been a serial killer had he lived in this day and time that he simply would have just had the operation? Oof, that is a loaded question. And I'm certainly not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but my feeling um, encountering his spirit was uh he had suppressed so much of his sexual energy. He wasn't allowed to express those feelings and the attachment to his mother was so intense. She was so controlling it. it it's that he couldn't separate this rage, this anger. It was like the mix of him not even knowing, I think, what was even necessarily happening when you, when you grow up in an environment where you're, you're like deeply traumatized, physically, emotionally, mentally abused, and your mother is the, your object, only object of affection. Uh, how could you possibly develop any sort of understanding of a real, of what it was like to have a healthy relationship with any woman at all? Mm -hmm. And then all of the rage that you feel towards your mother, which you couldn't express necessarily coming out. I mean, it, it could be a million things. I mean, I, I don't, that's my understanding, but that is a really interesting idea. I mean, it, it could be. You know, yeah. um, I don't understand the workings of the field of psychology to that level, that depth. Um, but hey, I don't know, maybe. But I think that the trauma, his trauma is so was so, so deep. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's an interesting what if game to play, you know, it, mm -hmm. that 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 trauma that he caused others could have been spared if he could have just worked mm -hmm. on himself. You know, yeah. If he didn't have a mother that held him hostage his whole life, I yeah, mean, it's yeah, like really exactly. right. So it's so yeah. challenging. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, 
With that being said, uh, tonight, a brand new episode, as as people are listening to this, if they're listening to this on October 5th, there's a brand new episode of Dead Files that's airing. It's Burning Hatred, which uh, it's Paula's childhood home always gave her an unsettling feeling, but never reached the point where she got too concerned about anyone's safety. However, things have taken a dangerous turn. Do you have any teasers without uh, a spoiler-free hmm. teaser for people for tonight? Ooh, this is a, yeah, I mean... All I got to say is uh, portals, portals, portals. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could give that piece. Okay. I don't want to give too much away, but sure. it, it was, it was, uh, that it was an interesting case for sure. All right. Well, uh, again, 10 p.m. 9 central on Travel Channel. If you are listening before the episode airs tonight, otherwise you can catch it uh, on replay on Max. You can uh, get it on demand on Max, which I uh, encourage you to do. I've got Max at home, so I watch it on demand at home and I encourage you to do it. Uh, Cindy, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. I want to thank Cindy Kaza for being on the program today and sharing with us so much information about what goes on in the psychic world. Uh, it was really eye-opening today, I got to tell you, especially the serial killer uh, ghost thing, which which really blew my mind this week. I got to tell you, I, uh, I was a little unnerved watching uh, Dead Files and having two serial killer ghosts uh, in this half season uh, following people around. I got to tell you, it uh, that on top of Jess Lurie a couple weeks ago with the whole... Uh, nursing home for serial killer thing it's it's like uh, it's kind of messed me up i'm not gonna lie so thank you cindy for being on the program today had a good time with cindy today and remember folks travel channel tonight 10 p.m eastern time 9 p.m central time that's that's live tonight if you can't catch it live tonight of course you can always get it on demand on max that's how i tend to watch my dead files i get it on demand on max because i end up you know missing it most of the time live but by all means watch it within within uh, just uh, 48 hours because you want it to count for the ratings for for dead files so either way whether you watch it on demand or or if you watch it um live or if you catch it by dvr you want it to count for the uh, ratings and of course we want our friends over at dead files to get a good rating for their show so within 48 hours whether you catch it on max or whether you watch it on travel channel or you dvr it by all means we want them to get their rating so watch it tonight please if you're listening to this on thursday october 5th we want you to Tune in to the Dead Files tonight and check out that that uh, episode. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you watch it as well. Speaking of episodes, folks, uh, I know you guys like to binge the program here. I know I've kind of harped on it the last few days. Uh, be sure to listen to these episodes of Darkness Radio within two weeks of getting your download or getting your notification that you have a new download. Uh we need to get credit with our advertisers and the way we get rated as well in, in our rating system for the podcast. Uh, we want to get our credit for with Audio Boom and, and with our advertisers as well. So if you could, uh, I know you guys like to binge it, whether you're at work or doing whatever you're doing in the yard or, or uh, when you're doing your chores. Uh, please, if you could listen to it within two weeks of getting the download, we'd appreciate it. It helps us with ratings, with credit towards our advertisers, and you know, and, and with charting and whatnot. So, 
if if you could do that, we'd appreciate it here at Darkness Radio, Bruiser and, and Jess and Mally and I. It, it helps us all out. And uh, again, we greatly appreciate it. So uh, I know binging is, is good and, and we like to do that because we like to, you know, fill up our day and, and keep ourselves busy. But uh, in the end, it does kind of hurt us a little bit, too. So uh, if you want to do us that favor, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, parashare stories. We need your parashare stories. Tim at darknessradio.com if you want to type them out and send them uh, the old-fashioned way. Or if you want to leave a voice note, darknessradioshow.com. Click on that blue button that's right there on the front page and leave a two-minute voice note. If you need more time, click the button again. Leave another two minutes. Keep doing that. Rinse and repeat as much as possible if you need it. I'll stitch those two-minute uh loops together and then we'll put your lovely voice on the show and play it back for everybody if you want to just be an orator and uh, just tell us your story otherwise uh, type it out we'll read it on when uh, on wednesdays here on the show uh, we need your stories folks we want to hear your stories here on the show so please send in your parish share stories we we greatly appreciate it That'll do it for this week, folks. Again, another great week here on, on Darkness Radio. We've got another great guest coming up on Tuesday for True Crime Tuesday and another great guest coming up on Thursday. Uh, if you have a guest suggestion, just send it in at Tim at DarknessRadio.com. Again, send a lead with that guest. I, I mean, I can name potential guests till the cows come home, but again, send some sort of a lead, whether it be a website contact form or whatever it is. Uh, or a phone number or a, an email, whatever it is for that potential guest that you want to hear here on the show. And uh, I will I will pursue them too sweet. That's what I'll do. And we'll get them here on the show so you can, uh, you can hear them. We're into the fall season. We're into football. We're into all kinds of things. And I wish you uh, nothing but a great weekend. I'll be up at KNSI Radio this weekend, so you can listen to me on Saturday morning between 7 and 9 a.m. Central Time uh, doing something other than paranormal, just uh, basically weather, sports, and whatnot on news programming. Uh, take a listen at knsiradio.com. In the meantime... Have a great weekend. Take care of yourself and each other. We will see you next week. For Jessica Freeberg, for Mally Fox, and for Beer City Bruiser, I'm Tim Dennis. Thank you so much for being such great listeners of the program. We'll see you next week. For the best in paranormal programming, this is Darkness Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, any wear with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details